0: You're listening to the Net Podcast Network. Just like every every other Bears fan out there, right? <laughs> Ooh. Start yeah, it off it this is our year. And finish it off with uh, next year we'll get them. <laughs>
1: You're listening to Cheese and Packers, a project powered by the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. Welcome back. we got a fun one today. I'm going to have uh, two guests on the show, uh, both of whom you probably know quite well, guys with uh, a lot more draft acumen than I do, and we are going to do a fun project today. We're going to do a live mock draft. So I did to apologize in advance. Um, during our call, my mic was messed up. We had... Uh, some tech issues getting started and as I was trying to uh, change the settings and make things work ended up messing up my mic a little bit so uh, I don't think it'll be too distracting but if you're wondering why it sounds like I'm talking on like through a telephone (laughs) that's why so we're still relatively early in overall draft coverage and there's a lot of players out there that you might have heard their names but you don't really know what kind of player they are and I don't want to have draft talk today that is just totally dominated by uh, offensive and defensive lines and pass rushers for two reasons. One, there's a ton of them in this draft. Uh, I mean, you could you really could just about fill up the whole first round with just uh, pass rushers and offensive tackles that are worth taking uh, pretty early. So, for purposes of today's draft, assume that we all have really good offensive and defensive lines. You're not going to find a single pass rusher or left tackle anywhere in today's draft. This is skill positions only. Everybody's going to take a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and one offensive flex position. And then over on defense, uh, you got six spots to use up between cornerbacks, safeties, and inside linebackers we're not you know man if there was a, a Micah Parsons in this draft and you wanted to kind of sneak him in there even though you know that he's going to be uh, really impactful in the pass rushing game I guess you could certainly do that but coverage is the name of the game today that's what we're uh, looking at and we're going to be interact and we're going to be drafting guys today whose primary job it is to have the ball in their hands or prevent other people from having the ball in their hand. So here we go. Ryan Schlipp, the one and only pack daddy from the Packernet podcast and Paul Brettel writer from Dareland express and cheesehead TV. We're going to assume that the three of us are GMs of teams that already have fantastic offensive and defensive lines. I'm saying that for any of the listeners out there who are like ready to switch this off. Cause they're like, come on offensive linemen are, are football players too. Come on we're we're going to uh focus on wide receivers, cornerbacks, running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks, um linebackers. First of all, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, it's going to be fun time. Ryan, uh welcome to your own network. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I want to I want to hear uh what names you guys have for your your fictional teams that we're going to be drafting for. Um I'll I'll just get things started and say that uh, I grew up in the little town of Toledo, Ohio, which used to be a swamp, massive swamp way back in the day. And I feel like Toledo needs an NFL team. So we're going to be the Toledo Swamp Monsters. <laughs> and I feel like uh, there's a massive opportunity for merch off of this. You know, you get like a partnership with Mountain Dew where you sell like a special exclusive ooze Mountain Dew flavor Uh, could be a lot of fun. Have uh, your mascot could just be this grotesque green slimy thing. So uh, we're gonna be the Toledo Swamp Monsters. And I think we'll probably have a rivalry early on with the next door neighbors, Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns.
0: So, Paul, who's your team? Uh, well, as you know, before we started recording, I had some kind of corny names, and this one still probably is. But from Green Bay, still live in Green Bay. Those who've been up here know the Fox River cuts right through uh, Green Bay, separates east and west. So we'll go with the Green Bay Foxes. Oh, I love it. Figure that's somewhat somewhat original. Ties into the location. You know, there's a lot of
1: opportunity there for uh, some cool uniform colors as well. Get like uh, some cream and orange, something like that. Be awesome. Ryan, what do you got?
2: L- you guys came up with decent, creative, thoughtful <laughs> names, and I'm literally trying to think of something off the top of my head right this second. Um grew up mostly in Hanover Park, so I'm thinking H words. Um the the Hanover Park uh, uh hangovers. That's it. That's the name.
1: All right. You, you're gonna you're gonna have a uh, uh, real early fan base people just jumping on and going you know what this is the kind of chill NFL team I can get behind I feel like you're going to attract like the grilling crowd as well
2: yeah literally the only other word I could think of was hanger and there was (laughs) no way I was going to be the hanger so I went with hangovers I don't know
1: yeah that's how they come up with stupid names like Packers
2: yeah exactly
1: all right we're going to uh we're going to do the draft here and Paul, since you are the most guestiest of the two guests on the show, uh, you get first dibs. So there's uh, just three of us. You get to pick if you want to be drafting first, second, third or third. It's going to be a snake draft. So uh, if, you, if you pick third, you also pick fourth. We go in reverse order like that. I got to take the first pick because got to get the quarterback. All righty. And uh, Ryan, where do you want to pick?
2: Um, give me, yeah, I'll I'll do second.
1: Okay. That leaves me with third and I get the wraparound. So to kick off our uh, 2022 inaugural six on six skill position only NFL draft, Mr. Paul Bretel, you are on the
0: clock. So like I said, I'm going to start with quarterback just because it's the position that drives every NFL team's most important position in the game. As we all know, this isn't exactly the deepest uh, quarterback class, especially if you're looking for someone to come in and be the guy right away. But, you know, the Foxes are going to explore free agency to find a veteran presence to help stabilize the position. So here in the draft, we're going to swing for the fences, and I'm going to go with the guy who I think has the highest ceiling. I'm going to take Malik Willis. Uh, Athleticism, big arm. I think he's going to need some time to, you know, perhaps sit on the bench, learn, develop his game. But I just like the potential that's there. So at the first pick, I'm going to take a swing with Malik Willis. I've had the pleasure
1: of watching Malik Willis at Liberty uh, for basically his entire career there because my sister-in-law goes to Liberty. So she was actually telling us about him real early on and uh, telling us, man, there's this quarterback, he's like crazy good. And I'm thinking, pfft. Yeah, right. I'm sure Liberty has this fantastic quarterback. Then you fast forward to 2022, and he's like at the top of a lot of people's draft boards. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, first quarterback is off the board. Ryan, you're up next.
2: There is an interesting kind of strategy that you got to figure out when you're doing a three-man draft and there's only certain positions you're doing. I've been trying to figure that out myself. And I, I definitely, if I was going to be... What happened to my mic? If I was going to be the first guy... I was thinking quarterback, and I think if we were doing like defensive line or offensive line, I might even go a different direction. But I think I'm going to stick with you. Got to have a quarterback if you're going to play in the NFL, and you know I'm a big fan of Matt Corral, and I know he's not going to make it back to me if I let you take two picks in a row. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Matt Corral as my quarterback because I got to get that position again. If if we were allowed to do pass rushers, I'd probably be like ah, I'll be fine with with my third quarterback. But um, looking at like the wide receivers, the running backs, and stuff, I'm not massively in love. Um, so I think Matt Corral is going to have to be my pick.
1: So, uh, do you, <clears throat> what is it about Matt Corral's game that, uh, you really like? Cause we're, the, the point of this draft is to dig into who these players are and, and, uh, what makes them, uh, worth thinking about.
2: Yeah, so I, I, like I said, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I I, I just feel like, uh, although when you watch him, I I think kind of like Paul was saying with Malik, I do think there's probably going to be a period of he needs to learn to play in the NFL. Just watching his footwork is something like I've never really seen before. <laughs> like that's not what you do in the NFL necessarily, but and even the system, you know, it's it's a very systemy kind of a thing. He's gonna have to learn to play in an NFL offense, but his tools, some of the throws that he's made that I've seen him make and this was again like several years ago when I watched him do this I just thought if anybody's going to be able to do what Pat Mahomes does if anybody has that level of you know just running to his side and he's got some decent mobility and he's got a guy tackling him and he throws it you know flicks his wrist and it's just a pinpoint pass into the guy's hands I mean he just does stuff like that that just blows me away I don't he might he's kind of a boomer bust maybe he's not going to be great but he has that sort of Pat Mahomes element to him where you're kind of worried about him but also you know his top end is basically no ceiling so i'm gonna bet on that i'm going with matt corral
1: i like it uh i'm going to for my first pick <clears throat> first of all i don't really have to worry about quarterback at this point because you guys have taken kind of the only two oh, i'm taking that are show, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've, I've, i did uh, forget to mention at the top of the hour we do have a flex position um but you know, this is. You're assuming you have. It's only a flex offensive position. You're you're assuming you have five offensive linemen out there already. So you need six more guys on the field. So you certainly can take two quarterbacks and then line one of the other quarterbacks up at another position to get all eleven guys on the field. That is absolutely allowed. And I'll be interested to see if anybody does actually <laughs> want to do that. I think back when Lamar Jackson was in the draft, that might have been a really good strategy. Uh, my first pick uh, I'm gonna go defense and I'm gonna take Kyle Hamilton safety out of Notre Dame. Hamilton is a guy who has is like right up at the top of mock drafts everywhere. he is uh, PFF's uh, number two guy in this draft. He's six foot four 220 uh, pounds. he's kind of a hybrid sort of a guy um, has a bit of experience playing as a uh, sort of a star working those, um, those uh, uh, run-stopping fits, uh, sealing off the edge. I really like what he has to offer. Uh, safety, to me, is a position that is not maybe as premium as, say, cornerback or edge rusher, but I feel like it really pushes you to the next level. If you're a really good team, having a top-tier safety, I think, really... Pushes you, elevates you to the next level, and often can be that missing piece that could, you know, for example, get you over that Super Bowl hump. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is my first pick. And my second pick, since I got the wraparound, I'm going to take Sauce Gardner. I'm going to lock down uh, the guy that I believe is the best cornerback in this draft. I know there's uh, a lot of hype around uh, some of the other guys up there, but Sauce Gardner is the guy I have had the pleasure of watching in a few games. Um, at Cincinnati, uh, really interested in what the coaching staff has done there. Uh, his teammate, Kobe Bryant, and he just were murdering, uh, opposing passing, uh, offenses all year long. And it was really a thing to behold. Uh, sauce Gardner for me, or, uh, a Gardner actually has never allowed a touchdown in his college career. And he's been a starter since he was a true freshman uh this is a guy who uh put up a an 87.1 grade in 2021 and in his his rookie season 2019 he had an 88 grade uh he's consistently been uh one of the best cornerbacks in the country and this is a guy paired with kyle hamilton that i think is going to take my defense to the next level and uh really hopefully put a hurt on uh, your quarterbacks two good picks
2: it is. Those were those are my top two picks, and I was hoping to just get one of them to fall to me. But uh, that's fine. That's fine. I don't even care. I don't even care that much. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm... And th- this is where it gets kind of tough for me because I know the best value is that wide receiver, but I don't know if I want to go there um, because I, I just... I'm not massively in love with any over the others. In other words, you know, the second one, the third one, I'll, I'll, I'll be content with. And I really want to get premium position and i feel like the only real premium position is going to be cornerback i want to be able to get a real lockdown corner and there's just not a ton of them and i'm kind of torn on what even direction to go um but i think i'm going to go with trent mcduffie out of washington um he's not the biggest guy um i contemplated going there andrew booth um but i just i'm not as big of a fan I, i like trent mcduffie even though he doesn't quite have the size I think he's a very, very good cornerback, very good in coverage, but also just a physical run defender, tackler, all that kind of stuff. Um, we didn't get to see a ton of him at the combine, but he's got four, four, four speed, so we know he's got plenty of speed. Um, I just think he's a high floor kind of a cornerback, and that's really just all I'm looking for. Um, I just want a guy that I know I can put out there, and he's going to be able to you know, slow down these quarterbacks that we've got with Malik Willis and, well, presumably whoever JJ is going to be. Bring it on. But again, it's mostly just I want to be able to cover my bases on the premium positions while I
0: can. So I'm going with
2: uh, Mr. Trent McDuffie out of Washington.
0: And for me, I'm going to take a similar approach and focus on the cornerback position. So uh, Sauce Gardner was number one on my board here. I'm going to go with Derek Stingley and again, this is very much a, a, traits selection. He had a incredibly impressive 2019 season with LSU when they won their national title, uh, had six interceptions that season since then, 2020, 2021, been a lot of inconsistency from him, a lot of ups and downs, although there's been a lot of, uh, turnover we'll say with the LSU coaching staff. So, uh, noteworthy for sure, but I'm going to just go with the athletic traits that he has, the speed, the hip fluidity, uh, the ball skills, the natural instincts. Uh, this is, you know, he certainly has the ability to end up being the best cornerback in this class. So I'm going to take a swing with that. And then I'm actually going to stay at the cornerback position for my next one. Again, it's a, one of the most important positions in the game. I'm going to go with, uh, Roger McCreary from Auburn. Uh, he's someone that I really like. I uh active in the run game, a reliable tackler, limits yards after the catch, had 13 pass breakups in 2021 alone, six career interceptions and someone who's proven that he can hold his own in man. So, I feel pretty good about having those two on the boundary.
2: Yeah, so I probably should mention um because a lot of people are going to wonder why I didn't even mention Stingley. I'm just not I, I'm worried about the low end for Stingley, so I just kind of didn't really look at that as much, but I probably should have at least brought his name up um, just the injuries and whatnot. So I didn't go that direction, but I think coming back around now, I am going to take sort of the low hanging fruit and I'm going to look at wide receiver. Um, and I, I am going to end up taking Garrett Wilson as my guy. The only reason I'm not as high on Garrett Wilson is just the size. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in line with where the Packers are at pretty much all the time. And so, because they don't generally, they generally like bigger wide receivers. I generally like bigger wide receivers, but, uh 511 183 sort of that sub 185 thing that's kind of a problem but um the most talented wide receiver in the class he runs a 438 um you know he's he's plays for um you know a a a big program which at Ohio State which is important he's got the intelligence playing at Ohio State so again it just feels like a safe pick um you know you could go with some of the other guys and and bet on the high side you know the six foot four wide receiver the 225 pound wide receiver but um again i'm I'm going for the high the high floor and uh possibly highest ceiling wide receiver here with garrett wilson in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value jordan love card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now about seeing what you could potentially get right now, you can get ten percent off your first purchase by going to arenaclub dot slash packdaddy Wow, that's crazy offer ten percent off a four hundred dollar slab pack that's forty bucks right there anyways that's arenaclub dot slash packdaddy for ten percent off your first purchase
1: all right uh I was kind of holding off on touching wide receiver because. Uh, I just have a lot of questions about the top wide receivers here, but I think I think I since I have back to back picks, I'm going to go ahead and and stick with wide receiver. Uh, I am going to take Drake London uh, at a USC. He's a really big guy, six five, two ten. Um, he had a, a a broken ankle in 2021 that uh, was an issue. Obviously that I'm still keeping my eye on here as I'm drafting him because um, I want to make sure since I don't have any other wide receivers and this is going to be my number one. Is he going to be ready for the season? Um, But he's he's been uh, despite the fact that he had, you know, not really much talent around him um, at USC. Certainly no quarterback to speak of. He just kind of consistently produced. Um, this is a guy that I think, uh, projects really well as like a 1100 yard receiver in the NFL. He could be your, um, X type. Uh, I think he's a a really good route runner, a nice wide wingspan. Um, this is a guy that, uh, I think probably can be the, the focus of, of my offense here. Um, whenever I get around to picking a quarterback to throw to him, and then for my second pick here, I think I'm going to go back to defense and going to take Nicobe Dean, a Georgia. Um, try and uh, have a playmaker at each of my three defensive positions that I'm drafting here. Um, one of the things that I like about him is he got that really quick twitch quickness. Uh, can can really be a, a rangy sideline to sideline guy. The downside to Nicobe Dean is that he is a uh, small. Linebacker, um, but in the uh, modern NFL, there are a lot of teams that are going that direction, have been recently to try and uh, shut down the outside zone and be involved in the passing game. Um, definitely the downside here is that he could get bullied by a physical team like the Packers or the Titans or the 49ers, but. Um, I look, looking at the other linebackers. I just think there's a big enough gap between everybody else and the Kobe Dean. I am going to go with him and he was just so productive at Georgia. And I just, I think that that production is still going to carry over here in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to head over to defense as well. Um, again, I was a big fan of Kyle Hamilton, but you took him right away. But there's another guy that I like a lot. Um, Jaquan Brisker safety out of Penn state. Um, He's currently projected as sort of a second round guy, but I think based on what he did, he may possibly slide into the first. Um, fantastic um, combine. He ran a four four nine. He's he's uh, basically six foot two hundred pounds. He's he's a prototypical safety. So he's got the good size. He's got the good speed. Um, he had a, a good vert and broad jump. He didn't do any of the the agility stuff. But um, on top of that, just a, a very consistently good. Football player for three years over at Penn State. I think this past year he had a it was a forty six point eight passer rating that he allowed on the season. And just again, very solid three years. But he's been consistently getting better. So you've got a prototypical safety six. I think it's six one two hundred pounds. Um, great athleticism and just really solid consistency. He's more of a coverage guy than than a run defense guy. But he, I think he can do that as well. And I think he's going to be a great fit. So I'm going to go with Jaquan Brisker out of Penn
0: State. All right, for my next selection, I'm actually going to stick with cornerback. We know in today's NFL, slot cornerback is essentially a starter, so I'm going to round out this unit, and I'm going to take Kyler Gordon uh, from Washington. Uh, Very athletic in coverage, showing that he can help against the run as well, and I think that's going to play well, obviously, with him being in the slot. Now, it's worth noting that, uh, According to PFF, about 900 of his career snaps were on the boundary versus I think 250 ish from the slot. But uh, you know, leaning on other other draft analysts, many of or you know others believe that he's someone who can transition inside, especially with that ability against the run in coverage. Allowed 57 percent completion percentage on 78 targets, only 10.8 yards per catch over his career. 12 pass breakups. So I I really like the trio. Um, I've been able to put together there. And I think that, like I said, uh, having him inside, uh, will work well, but again, he provides that flexibility and we're all about trying to find flexibility as we build our rosters as someone who could play on the boundary as well. Um, and with that, I'm going to stick with defense. I'm going to head to the safety position. So Hamilton's gone. Brisker is gone. Arguably the, or sure Hamilton is, but arguably the top two safeties in this draft. So I'm going to go down to, uh, Daxton Hill from Michigan. He's a, uh, <laughs> He's a reliable tackler, someone who's willing to mix it up um, and get in on the ball carriers. Love that element. Uh, played free safety, strong safety, nickel, dime, even some snaps out on the boundary Quarterback corner. And again, I just, you know, we see Matt LaFleur, we see the Green Bay Packers with a number of their positions try to find versatility in players who can play multiple roles. And in today's NFL, I think that's an incredibly valuable trait, whether it's safety or really any position. So I like what Daxton Hill can bring in that regard. All right. Well, uh, that's all the time that Paul has for us today. Um,
1: <laughs> never inviting you on here again. Actually. Hey, uh, I, I totally spaced. I did not write down your first pick just there. I got Daxton Hill was who's the other guy. Tyler Gordon. That's right. Okay. All right, go ahead, Ryan. And if you, if you take the guy, I want next, you're getting booted off too.
2: Well, oh, I, I won't guess. Here's the thing: it's it's arguably the least important position, but we've got one kind of elite-ish prospect left. So I'm going to go with running back, and I'm going to take Brees Hall. Six um, foot one, two hundred twenty pounds, four three nine speed, um, forty vert. 10 foot six inch broad jump. I mean, he's putting together numbers that are are very, very rare. I think somebody said Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley are the only ones that have done anything at that size recently. Um, So he's a fantastic again, three years. He's been solid at Iowa state for a long time this past year, 1,460 yards and 20 touchdowns. Um, He's also got uh, plenty of receiving 37 receptions, 310 yards. Um, He's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. So, again, it's not the most important position, but while I have the opportunity to take the clear number one guy, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I'm going to take Brees Hall out of Iowa State.
1: All righty, I'm going to go with uh, my second cornerback at this spot and take Andrew Booth Jr. uh, from Clemson. Um, I have a uh, I have a hard time any year where there is a uh, blue chip program like Clemson that has a sucky year. Like it, it, it's hard then for me to get excited about any of their players in the draft until I turn on the tape for Andrew Booth. And the dude is just a stud. This is a uh, bona fide first rounder, probably an early first rounder. Um, really quick. Uh, one of the, uh, issues that I saw sometimes when I was watching him is it almost felt like he was too quick. He'd like, uh, run a little bit too fast and, and, uh, get ahead of the guy sometimes and, uh, get burned once in a while. Uh, decent size, six foot, 195 pounds. Um, he's young. He's only 21 years old. I think this is a guy, um, who is going to be a, uh, really, really good, um cornerback 2 for me behind Sauce Gardner and then for my second wraparound round pick I struggled because looking at the other guys who are available it's like a bunch of wide receivers up next uh if you're looking for uh just, just absolute you know star value and I'm not crazy about any of these kind of next tier wide receivers you got Jameson Williams um and Chris Olave Kind of as an interesting duo here because uh, Jamison Williams left Ohio State because he really couldn't get on the field. Uh, and really, Olave ended up being the third wide receiver in that offense that year. Uh, really just kind of took Williams' job away from him. And it's interesting because they have such similar games. I don't know that either one of them can be a wide receiver one in the NFL. They both feel like really top end wide receiver two at their ceiling. Uh they get both have just blazing speed. I think Jameson Williams is a little bit faster um than then uh, Olave, I don't remember what Williams Oh, well Williams didn't run the 40 cuz he's recovering from the ACL. That's why I don't remember it. Um but uh I I just I don't I don't think that uh either one of them really has enough to offer in terms of being an X receiver and given the choice between the two of them, I think Olave just is a little bit more rounded than Jameson is. And I know that uh, Jameson had all the real flashy stats in 2021, and he did have an incredible season, but I just can't get over, you know, that uh, he lost his job to Olave. Like he's he's supposed to be maybe the best wide receiver in this draft class, and yet he was the fourth best receiver on that Ohio State offense. So I am going to go ahead and go Olave, but I don't feel super strongly about, um, the wide receivers available here. You know what? Hang on, I'm still on the clock. This is not really fair, but I'm <laughs> I'm switching. I'm going to go with Traylon Burks because. Oh,
2: you just, stupid person! I, You're so I just, stupid. I was
1: looking at your face. And you just had hell, this little smug look on man, your face, and I knew. Wait a minute, I'm I'm forgetting somebody. I'm taking Traylon Burks. Um. One of the things with Burks, who's uh, <laughs> <it was>, uh, <laughs> out of Arkansas, one of the things about Burks that sticks out to me is his size. He looks like a, a linebacker or, or like a AJ a. Dillon style running back. Looks like an idiot. I think <laughs> jacket j- around the field. He's still blazing fast, but I'm one of the things that I'm thinking about whether it's it's the Packers or my uh, Toledo Swamp Monsters. When you're up north and you get to January football. It's gonna be brutally cold and I would not want to tackle Traylon Burks. Um I, I, I hear the uh Debo Samuel comps for him and and I, I don't really necessarily see it in their style of play, but certainly in the physical build there's a lot of similarity. I'm gonna take Burks and I think that uh he and Drake London can one two punch just about anybody. So go ahead, uh, Ryan. Chris Olave's <laughs> right there.
2: I don't want Chris Olave and I think you know that. Um no, I, I, I actually had a similar thought with Garrett, uh, Traylon Burks because I took Garrett Wilson. So I've got my kind of smaller guy over there who's going to be, you know, this speed guy. And then you got, it's just, it's just a nice little yin and yang. But all that aside, um, I, I do really like this other wide receiver that I'm going to go with. Um, it's not really complimentary, but it doesn't really need to be. I'm just going to get uh, two very good football players. And I'm going to go with George Pickens out of Georgia. I know oh, I'm skipping yeah. over a lot of guys, but the other benefit is I know you really like him. So you took one from me, I'm taking one from you. Um, I am skipping over a lot of really popular guys, but again, size is somewhat of an issue. Um, so getting six foot three, 200 pound George Pickens, who is just a fantastic wide receiver, um, tremendous upside. He's got the size speed combination, he's got fantastic hands. Um, I mentioned just a little while ago on the podcast. I love his just confidence and his swagger. He plays like a number one wide receiver, and he knows it. He's just bossing people around, um, and so I, I like that physicality that he brings. Um, again, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little sad about Traylon Burks, but at the same time, I'm I'm excited about George Pickens. Um, he's got some some injury concerns and all that stuff, but um, we're we're good with it. So George Pickens, that's my pick.
1: At this point in the draft, Ryan's offense is going to murder everybody. <laughs> his, his defense is looking a little shaky, but that offense it's man, going to be fifty-five to
2: fifty-three when you play me, son. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay, Paul, you're up next. All right, so I should probably head to the offensive side of the ball. I haven't been here since pick one. I'm going to go to the receiver position. I'm going to go with Chris Olave. Um, if you guys don't want him, I'll ha- I'll happily take him. I just like the way that he can uh the way he can move around the formation um and the way he can win on his routes as well with that route running specifically is release off the line of scrimmage also a uh, very good hands 70% career catch rate so I like having that kind of that 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 stability that he can bring to the offense as a pass catcher and the ways that he can win with his route running uh to get open and then I'm going to stick with receiver and go with looking for more of a downfield threat at this point so Maybe it's because we're coming off the combine week here, but going to go with Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Average about 20 yards per catch during his career uh, with the Bison. Big play threat, very good size, as we saw this past weekend. Tested incredibly well athletically. And then ad- in addition to that, he brings some heat to the run game as a blocker as well. So I like pairing those two together and kind of what their skill sets bring. Uh, can lean on Olave when, for, you know, those, you know, the, the receptions that you need but then you still got that big play threat that Watson can bring Ryan you're up
2: you do, okay I, I first of all i was muted but then i was also wondering did you do two picks i'm i'm scrambling to figure out what my next yeah, pick I is I want to be i wasn't really A and paying attention Christian
0: watson <laughs>
2: okay I'm I'm pretty sure no no matter what these next two picks nobody's going to take so I'm not super well I shouldn't say that. The next one you might, but anyways, um I'm going to stick with offense just cuz again, I don't nobody's going to take my defensive player so it doesn't really matter. Um I am going to go with my and this is my flex spot. I'm going to take tight end Trey McBride out of Colorado State. Um I know there's a lot of talk about him kind of maybe slipping, um maybe he's not as athletic as people thought or whatever, but just looking at what he's done in um, in college, four years, the last three years, I mean, he's graded out phenomenally. If you just look at his last three years, just based on his grades, 83, 86, and then 94.7. Um, as a receiver, 1,125 yards, 12.4 yards per reception. And he's one of the few guys you're going to find that is a great receiver, but also just a really great blocker. It's six foot four, two 260 pounds. So I think he's going to be really versatile. If he can be as good of a receiver as he was in college, and can be a great blocker at that size. Um, he's one of the few guys. I mean, there's there's a ton of guys that were unbelievably athletic in the combine that are going to draw a lot of excitement. But I think he has that versatility to be a true, well-rounded tight end that can be a great blocker and an asset in the run game as well as a a receiving weapon. So I'm going with Trey McBride out of Colorado State.
1: It's a good pick. I'm going to go back to defense and take Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Um, this is, uh, one of the, uh, only guys from, uh, outside the big 10 that I really, uh, focused hard on in, uh, during the regular season in uh, college football, Devin Lloyd, definitely a difference maker for the Utah, uh, defense. And, uh, one of the things that I like about him is that he works really well in space, Uh, changes direction real well. He's a really long, long arms, long body. Um, I, at times, uh, felt like, uh, he'd have a game here, there where he just didn't really, uh, show up as much. And that, that does concern me, but you know, we're at like the what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh round of the draft. And I'm getting a guy, um, of, of Lloyd's quality. Uh, <clears throat> really physical guy from a, from a body standpoint, he's got everything you want. And I also liked that. He was a, uh, really, really, uh, massive leader for the Utah defense. He's my second linebacker pick and I'm going to go with, I'm struggling to figure out how to say this guy's last name, Lewis scene. How do you guys say his last name? Cine, yeah. Scene. So he's out of Georgia again. We're just pillaging the uh, Georgia defense. So scene, one of one of the things that uh, PFF notes about him was that he was uh, really good at reading routes and anticipating breaks. And uh, that's that, uh, that skill set next to Kyle Hamilton. I think, I think you could have a little bit of an Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, relationship here in that scene might actually be kind of more of the uh, hang back and make the smart play and let Kyle Hamilton go make the uh, really athletic uh, gutsy ballsy play um, you know go go be a ball hawk that kind of stuff so my two picks Devin Lloyd Lewis scene these two guys are going to solidify the back end of my defense uh, this is gonna pretty much close out my defense and uh, after that I can focus on offense Ryan you're on the clock next
2: Um, that, that kind of threw me a little bit because I think I'm missing how many players we're supposed to have, but what I thought was my last pick, I have Um, six
1: defenders. I have six defenders at this point. Okay. Anyways.
2: Um, so the, the, the pick that I told you guys, I know nobody's going to take, I, we have the option of sort of DB linebackers. Um, and this is a guy that I'm going to take at linebacker by the name of Chad Mumma. I don't even know how to say his name necessarily, but I like the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays for Wyoming, six foot three, two 242 pounds. And again, I'm skipping over some other guys that are kind of bigger names, but I just really like him. I like his size. He blew it up at the combine, which is obviously important, but also he's got the consistency that I like. He's been great from 2019, 2020, and 2021. He's consistently gotten better every single year, and he's good across the board. He's a great run defender, But he's also a really solid tackler, and at least in this last year in 2021, he did a really good job in coverage. Um, He ended up uh, getting three picks in a pass breakup, 77.5 passer rating when targeted. Um, and then as far as the combine, which again, it makes sense that he would be decent in coverage. He kind of backed that up at the combine six foot two, 240 ish pounds, 27 reps on the bench, which doesn't matter, but I, I, like strong linebackers, but four, six, three in the combine, he's got plenty of sideline to sideline speed. He did great as far as his, um, you know, explosion stuff, his agility stuff. So I'm a big fan of Chad Mooma. Again, I, I assume nobody would touch him. Um, but I'm going to take him now anyways because, again, I was wrong about how many guys we were taking. I was going to save him for last, but that's fine. Chad Mumma is my pick.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stick with offense and look at the tight end position, position here. Uh, one of the guys that I really, really like so far is Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Ah. Uh, just, uh, he's, a, he's a pass-catching tight end. Uh, he's got 169 career targets during his career, caught 72% of them. Averaging 15.4 yards per catch, his blocking over his career has continued to improve. But uh, don't make any mistake about it; he's out there to catch to catch passes. Can line up in line, has plenty of experience in the slot, and even some on the boundary as well. So I like what he can add to the offense. And for my flex position, I'm actually going to uh, stay at tight end. Daniel Bellinger from San Diego State. He filled in – or his role with the Aztecs was kind of similar to what Mercedes role, Mercedes Lewis's role is with Green Bay, that more traditional wide tight end. But Bellinger also tested uh, incredibly well at the Combine. I know his Raz was over 9, over 9.5 out of 10. And he still, still does have 90-plus targets over his career at San Diego State as well. So it's not as if he was out there strictly for blocking purposes, but that is, at least in college, what the uh, – name of his game was, but I think he can bring that pass catching element as well. So with the cornerbacks, tight ends, receivers, uh you know, kind of my strategy here has been to try to pair different different skill sets with each of those positions and I feel going from Likely to Bellinger certainly does that.
2: Ryan I'm guessing you did two again. Um, I was literally going back and looking at the message you sent and said, okay, what positions are we doing here? I think the second message you sent me was a little different than the initial, initial one.
1: I can clarify.
2: I found it. It's, it's two wide receivers, a tight end a flex, and six DB slash linebackers.
1: Yeah, so uh, you have three defensive players right now, so you have three more defensive players you can take, and you also have your offensive flex position left.
2: That's all right. I get it. You were sabotaging me. That's fine. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pull through on this. All right. I also should have been paying better attention to who you guys were picking because I'm like, it's fine. I don't need to pay attention. I know who my last three guys are going to be. Um, I'm going to say a name and you just interrupt me if this guy's gone, but I'm going to take Kyler Gordon. Nothing. He's Cornerback gone. out of Washington. What? I, I took him. Dang it. I'm taking Kyler Gordon off of your team, (laughs) putting him on my team. That's what I'm. Do you not understand what I'm trying to say here? This this new this new league is wild. (laughs) There's no rule. I mean, you didn't say I couldn't steal. All right. Oh, I think. Did somebody say Roger McCreary too? Yeah, you did. You did. Yep. Dang, you guys suck. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, I'm not going to let you skip me. I was going to say just pass, but I can't do that. How about Darian Kendrick?
1: All yours. Nobody's said him yet.
2: Boom! Darian Kendrick's son, best corner in the draft. What you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, he's fine, though. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs, so you got to get excited about that. I haven't had my um, opportunity, at least on defense, to take any Georgia guys. So Darian Kendrick's going to come over. Um, six foot one ninety. he's, um, was previously with Clemson, but, um, he was not super stout over there, but when he went over to Georgia kind of picked it up a little bit, um, much improved play, his coverage massively improved. So he had a 99.4 passer rating when he was targeted in 2020 at Clemson, then a 38.6 when he goes to Georgia. So he goes from giving up three touchdowns and having one pick to zero touchdowns four interceptions so you know there's some concern about yeah but it's georgia he's got you got the pass rush you got the other guys that are around you he's just in a great system but we're also getting a little later into the draft and i'm kind of swinging at air here so (laughs) i gotta get it get a guy so i'm going with darian kendrick i'm betting on his upside and um you know i think it's i think it's going to be fantastic
1: all right so uh i i got the depth defensive guys out of the way as early as possible. So I can focus on like offensive guys that I actually know a lot better. So I'm going to go ahead and take my first tight end off the board here. Oh, you know what? Ryan already took, you know, you guys both took tight ends. All right. This is the third tight end off the board. Uh, I'm going to take Charlie Kohler, Iowa State Cyclone. This is a guy who's just really, really productive. Uh, Stereotypical wide tight end, really good blocker. A lot of catches. He had uh, two drops this past year, which I'm not uh, super geeked out about. But um, he has, uh, other than those two drops, he did have uh, noticeably good hands. There were a lot of times where he hauled in some balls that he didn't really feel like he probably should have. Um, Really soft hands. uh, Doesn't rely on body catches. uh, Just plucks them right out of the air. Really good route runner he's got a bit of a, a weird run to him. Uh, he's got uh, like, he's kind of long and lanky. He's uh, one of the few tight ends that isn't like exactly uh 6'5", 220 pounds. He's, he's uh, two inches taller than that. He's got these long legs that give him kind of like a, a galloping run. And he's like a little bit stiff in the hips. Um, so that's, you know, maybe something that you can't necessarily coach out of him. But he makes it work. He's uh, got a, a really great route tree, really developed route tree. And he was kind of like the only uh, receiving threat that Iowa State had. And they had a, a pretty bad tight end. And, you know, the the not as great of tight ends and the younger, or, uh, sorry, quarterback is what I was trying to say. They had uh, not great quarterback. And those younger, not as great quarterbacks do target their tight ends all the time. So Collar was really force fed the ball. Um, This is a guy who uh, really is going to function a lot of the time as my third receiving threat. And that kind of frees me up a little bit to go with my flex pick. I'm going to actually take another tight end and shocker Ryan. I am going to take Jeremy Ruckert from (laughs) Ohio state. This is um, one of my favorite players in the big 10 this year. Uh, Ruckert is a just real mover as a blocker. He's a, a really good uh, pass blocker and run blocker, and one of the really understated elements to his game is his receiving ability. Uh, Ohio State just never ever throws to tight ends, um, which is uh, a big reason why they never have good tight ends because none of the good tight end recruits ever want to go to Ohio State. But um, Rucker is a really willing blocker. He's he's just functions as that sixth tight end or sixth offensive lineman um, all the time. And then when they actually did utilize him in the passing game, he was really, really good. Um, One of the things that just stood out to you is that he had a bunch of really impressive catches that just kind of, you know, uh, blew you away. But they also came in the biggest moments. He showed up in in the uh, biggest crucial moments. A lot of games that were really saved because uh, some of the momentum was really swung as a result of the play that Ruckert made. Um, you know, he even uh, showed up with a really impressive catch in the national uh, championship game against uh, Alabama that they lost. But Ruckert is uh, a guy that I think can really be sort of an X factor in this offense. And uh, I like having the two of them out there together. I'm going to be running a lot of uh, 12 personnel.
2: All right. I'm going to do that thing where I ask you guys again, but I, I think I've got my guy. Um <laughs> I think I'm picking with my next pick, Tariq Woolen. Anybody?
1: All
0: He's available.
2: available. All right, cool. So the, the the thing with Tariq Woolen, and I know it's kind of more of a big name than than anything else, um, because of what he did at the combine, he was an absolute freak. I don't know that he necessarily wowed everybody's from UTSA. Um, I don't I don't necessarily know that prior to his combine he was seen as a great football player. Um, just looking at his stats and whatnot. Uh basically he's allowed a hundred passer rating every single year. Um, but I'm betting on the upside. I've got my two main guys, so now I'm kind of looking for a third cornerback to uh to maybe come in and and go for that really high upside. Um six foot four, two oh five runs a four two six, right? So I'm kind of just looking for an absolute machine that can fly around the field. If he's not great, again, I've got McDuffie, I've got uh Kendrick. I've got Jaquan Brisker on the backside to kind of bail him out a little bit, but I'm betting on the upside with Tariq Woolen, and um, we'll see what we can make out of him. And um, that, I did have a second guy, kind of, I was I was torn between him and and sort of the exact opposite, which is I'm not going to say his name just in case you know you guys need suggestions, but um, <laughs> I, I just ultimately decided to uh, to just bet on the upside, so I'm going Tariq Woolen with my uh, whatever pick this is. <laughs>
0: All right. So I'm going to switch back to defense here and we're going to accomplish two things with this selection. We're going to get a good linebacker and we're going to bring in a fan favorite as well to the Green Bay Foxes. We're going to take Wisconsin's Leo Chanel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Made some big plays at with the Badgers as a blitzer. (laughs) As a blitzer, reliable tackler, stout against the run. And I know one of the Knox, I guess if you want to use that for lack of a better word on him, was in coverage. But uh, a lot of what he was asked to do at Wisconsin was more uh, penetrating towards the line of scrimmage rather than in coverage. But he has the film, he has the production, and now he has the athletic testing to back all that up as well. Put on a show at the Combine. I think his RAS score was 9.99, so incredibly high. So going to have Leo Chanel in the middle of defense and then rounding out. My defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go back to the safety position with another player that I really like, uh, Nick Cross from Maryland. Uh, Admittedly, someone who might need a little bit of time, but we do have Daxton Hill. But Cross, he's long, athletic, again, tested very well, versatile, and man just flies around the football field. Love the way that he plays and the energy that he brings. So Leo Chanel, Nick Cross, rounding out the defense. All right, so I
2: am probably depending on availability going to select with my flex spot. I'm going to finish out my offense. I'm pretty sure at least with another kind of fan favorite, not a Wisconsin guy, but he's got a lot of hype these days. Um, Christian Watson out of North Dakota state. All right, anybody? Him. Yep. <laughs> Frickin', this is the dumbest. All right, fine. How about Sky Moore? Is he available? He's still available. I guess I'll take Sky Moore. I I like Sky Moore. He just, you know, it's the size thing again that I was not super excited about with Sky Moore. but he is a very, very good football player. Five foot 10, 195, um, 1291 yards, 10 touchdowns. Um, doesn't have quite the, uh, the measurables that, uh, my friend did, but, uh, that's fine because ultimately I'm getting a better football player because Christian Watson's a bum. Anyways, I was just kidding. I didn't even want him. Um, <laughs> But you know, still four four one speed. Um, Didn't necessarily play for a massive program at Western Michigan, which might freak somebody out. But um, no, I'm excited. And again, I've got George Pickens, I've got Garrett Wilson, I've got Brees Hall, I got Trey McBride. We got a pretty stacked crew here for Matt Corral to play with. So if Sky Moore is just sort of the smaller fast, although my whole team is fast, but small fast guy, fine. So be it. That's what Sky Moore is. So that's my flex spot. Sky Moore out of Western Michigan.
1: Well, I uh, I saved running back and quarterback to the end and um, did so with both of them because I just don't feel like there's any superstars at either position, and I'm kind of just really okay with, like, a lot of guys in the middle, um, and I see Kenneth Walker is still available, and I feel like I'd be stupid to not take him, so I think I am going to go ahead and take Kenneth Walker... Um uh, really productive guy that uh, just absolutely tore the big 10 apart. Everybody kind of already knows who Kenneth Walker is. Um, but I think that uh, when you look at, you know, I got Drake London, I got Traylon Burks, I got two big tight ends. I kind of need a big bruiser of a running back. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be a really good compliment here. And then for quarterback, um, you know, Desmond Ritter is just sitting right there. And I just think that that's too boring. I'm going to take Bailey Zapp for a quarterback. He's from Western Kentucky. Um, The big knock on him is that he maybe doesn't have the uh, just cannon of an arm that can launch it 60 yards down the field. But I don't think that there is a more accurate quarterback in the draft this year. Bailey Zapp also just had a stupid – number of passing attempts this year and for the second time tonight I closed my tab that had his stats open uh but in 2021 he has 686 attempts 475 completions 69.2 uh completion percentage through for almost 6,000 yards at western Kentucky pretty crappy school but uh sorry to any western Kentucky fans who happen to have turned in, tuned into this podcast um but uh Bailey Zap, I think is a guy who i i i I don't want to project Tom Brady because like you know that's obviously only happened one time, but the crazy accuracy that Bailey Zap has and just the uh the calm pocket presence, I feel like he's gonna be able to just get the ball. Uh, just pinpointed wherever it needs to be. And, and Traylon Burks and Drake London both can be um, big uh, uh, yard after catch guys. I don't necessarily need to be lobbing the ball all the way down the field to him. And I got my two big tight ends, my big bruising running back here who are all going to be in your face. I think what I really just need is a guy who's not going to cough up the ball and who is going to uh, keep the ball safe and put it exactly where it needs to go. So I think, uh, Zap is going to run my offense really effectively and uh, just be a game manager. And I I just like his floor a lot better than the floor of the other quarterbacks who are left, even though I don't think he has that uh, upper echelon ceiling. I just think that you kind of know what you're getting out of Bailey, and uh, he's going to run my offense really well.
2: All right. Let's give this a shot. Is this our last one? Is this the last pick?
1: This is believe- the last Heck
2: all right yeah. all right i'm i'm somewhat on board now um <laughs> let me ask you guys a question real quick is jalen petrie available out of baylor i uh, yes, believe he
1: is. he is all right yep. that's what
2: we're doing so um and again, not positive on how to say his name, but I like the name Petrie, so I'm going with that. Um, kind of a, a versatile player. He's sort of a slot/slash safety kind of guy. So I've got Jaquan Brisker. That's going to be sort of just the the standard, you know, free safety type. And then I've got kind of my strong safety/slash getting up into the slot kind of a of a player. Um, and again, you know, four years at Baylor, seen consistent growth through four years. His last year was his best year. Um, real solid in in run defense so he's going to be a solid inside the box guy if you need him to do that kind of a stuff but he's also really quite good in coverage 55.2 pass rating when targeted zero touchdowns two interceptions and six pass breakups which is obviously quite high um so i like the versatility more than anything again i've, I've got some guys that i like i got Jaquan That is going to be a really solid safety. Um, And then I got, you know, my corners that are a pretty solid group. I've got my linebacker, and this is going to be kind of my versatile piece on the defense to round it all out. So I'm taking Jalen Petrie out of Baylor.
0: All right, for my last selection, I have to go to the running back position. Um, I mean, there isn't, I think we all know there isn't anyone in this class that tip or, you know, Stands out necessarily above the rest. Uh, Brees Hall is already off the board. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Spiller from uh, Texas A&M. In the SEC, averaged 5.7 yards per rush over his career, had 1,000 yards in 2021, nearly 1,000 yards in 2020, and almost 900 in 2019. So the production's certainly there. And, again, I am also want to find someone who can be active in the passing game as well, which Spiller was, 90 career targets, uh, caught seventy five percent of those passes. Used a lot on uh, screens out of the backfield. A little bit ex- of experience in the slot, but primarily going to be a pass catcher um, out of the backfield. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Spiller. Well, gentlemen, that concludes our draft. So uh,
1: our final tally, we have looks like everybody took. So uh, Paul only took one linebacker, and he. Um, Went DB heavy with three cornerbacks. I was a little bit nervous there because uh, my big board has Jalen Petrie listed as a cornerback. So I thought, Ryan, you were only taking one safety at first until you explained where you were going to play in him. Uh, but here's our, our final roster. So, Paul, offense, Malik Willis under center at quarterback, throwing to Chris Olave and Christian Watson. We've got uh, two tight ends in Isaiah likely and Daniel Bellinger and Isaiah Spiller carrying the rock. And over on the defensive side of the ball, again, cornerback heavy, got Derek Stingley, Roger McCreary, and Kyler Gordon. That's a pretty, pretty decent cornerback group. Safety's Daxton Hill, which I I still think you got to watch out because the commissioner might veto that one and send him to Toledo Uh, and Nick cross from Maryland and that is what's the name of your team again? Fox. The unpackers. The Foxes, that's yeah. it. How oh, are the unpackers?
0: <laughs> That'll be our, our uh alternate jersey week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ryan with the what is it, Hangover Park hook not hook uh hang-
2: No, not it? that. It's it was hangover. Not the thing hangovers. you were about to say. <laughs>
1: I didn't say anything. All right. So you got your dream quarterback in Matt Corral. Yep. You don't have to watch him go to Detroit. He's going to be throwing to Garrett Wilson, George Pickens and Sky Moore. Um, It's interesting uh, that, uh, you know, you loaded up so heavy on offense and then it felt like with all of your wide receiver picks, you were kind of, uh, ticked off about who you had to take at wide receiver.
2: <laughs> Looking uh, at it now, I'm happy with it. I just, you know, I, you know, didn't get exactly the guy I wanted.
1: <laughs> those three guys are all very complimentary to each other. I think you got yeah. uh, three very clearly defined roles in your um, wide receiver room. You also got Brees Hall at running back from Iowa State, uh, obviously the top running back on most people's boards. Uh, paired with most people's tight end one, Trey McBride. Those two guys are going to ground and pound. And over on the defensive side of the ball, I guess you have some players as well. Uh, although they clearly didn't get the, the level of love that your offensive did. Your offense did. So we've got uh, three cornerbacks and one linebacker, two safeties. So Trent McDuffie, Darion Kendrick, and Tariq Wolin. Uh, lined up against uh, the wide receivers. You got Jaquan Brisker and Jalen Petrie. Those two safeties, I think, uh, probably are going to um, be maybe the backbone of your defense. And you also you got Chad Muma, or however we're going to say his name, at linebacker. And then you have the Toledo Swamp Monsters with uh, Bailey Zapp at quarterback, which nobody probably expected. Uh, Jeremy Rucker and Charlie Kolar at tight end blocking for Kenneth Walker out of Michigan state. And then I have two wide receivers that I actually really like. I think that uh, the wide receivers are going to be the, uh, as the running back and tight ends are just pounding you to death and uh, you're just absolutely exhausted. Then you got these freakishly fast wide receivers that are just going to be burning you um, and making your life miserable the rest of the day, just salting you away. And then I got that, this lockdown defense headlined by Sauce Gardner and Kyle Hamilton, who are being backed up by Andrew Booth, junior cornerback and safety Lewis scene. And then I I've, I've got uh, these linebackers. One of the things that I've been noticing over the last two years in college defense is that they're really leaning heavy into um, uh, the, the, the top defense Georgia is Georgia. Certainly one of them, lean heavy into uh, recruiting elite linebacker and uh, interior defensive line talent, which is a kind of a big shift away from the uh, edge rusher and cornerback uh, combo that really dominated defenses for forever. And I'm interested to see if this is going to carry over into NFL defenses at some point as well. But I think that my linebackers in the Kobe Dean and Devin Lloyd are uh, really going to, um, make some offenses just uh, struggle to ever get off the ground uh, against my defense. So these are our three teams. Um, what do you guys think? Who's of these three teams? Who's who's winning the our our three team league Super Bowl?
0: Hangovers, probably me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no bias anywhere to be found, gentlemen. Thank <laughs> you for coming on. I really appreciate the time. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I uh, definitely was, was curious to see how a 12-person uh, draft was – or a 12-position draft was going to go. And I think that uh, building from the ground up, these are some interesting teams that uh, would be a lot of fun to watch.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah, I had fun. We should do it again sometimes, and I'll try to keep track of what it is exactly
1: we're doing. <laughs> Alrighty, For Ryan Schlipp and Paul Brettel, I am J.J. Leahy, and this was Cheese and Packers.